Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome once again to a badge of honor. And my name is Joshua. This morning, I want to speak on the name. I want to talk about name, name of God. But I want to talk generally about name to build a foundation. Why is it so important um, to name? And what kind of name? Why is it should, should one just name their child or their children, any name they so wish? What is the importance of a name? What is there in a name? Is a name of significance? Why should a name be important? Should we take time to actually name our children, our businesses, our concepts, our Facebook profiles? Why? What is in a name in itself? What is, what is in a name? I'd like to quickly just um, mention some few names and see whether you whether it rings a bell. If I say Coca-Cola, I know that no matter where you are upon the face of the earth, you know what Coke is. If I say Samsung, it rings a bell. If I say Facebook, it rings a bell. Conversely, there are some names that I will mention that you might not know. If I say Oluwalambe Lodge, except you are from Nigeria and Southwest Nigeria, you might not even understand what that means and you might not have heard that name before. If I say a concept like goodwill and if I say a concept of bankruptcy, what's the difference? If you had a business and the business went south, it's going to tend or it's going to lead to bankruptcy. You're going to file for bankruptcy, meaning that you cannot, you can no longer meet your obligation. And in order not for you to pass um, the liability of the company to yourself as an individual or the owner of the company, you have to quickly declare bankruptcy to state and to say uh, this company can no longer meet its obligation. And of course, any company that is bankrupt that puts itself up for sale if anybody at all will be interested in buying such a company because of the name and the stigma of the bankruptcy attached to the name, might get maybe a nickel. If at all, anybody will be interested in buying that particular company. But if a company like Coca-Cola came forward or Pepsi or Nike 
o Samsung o Apple came forward and said okay we want to sell <laughs> there is going to be a lot of interest in fact the, the 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 stock market is going to go crazy and haywire and a lot of companies are going to start talking to their banks to lend them additional funds so as to acquire such companies now what is the difference between the bankruptcy and the goodwill i mean why would coca-cola people want to rush to buy it and pay extra they pay something above what the total balance sheet of that company is worth if for example coca-cola is worth seven billion dollars by the time they want to sell um, because of the forces of demand and supply you're going to find out that they will probably want to sell that company for x plus the amount that the entire balance sheet of that company is worth now the difference between this is what the company is worth plus an additional amount which in accounting is called goodwill because of the good name that the companies got over time because of their products because of um, their followership because of the customer base because of the demand of their products you find out that so many companies are going to bid for it and at the end of the day companies are going to be falling over themselves and banks falling over themselves to finance their clients to ensure that they get to buy the company so if the company is worth 1 billion 1 billion plus x which could be 20 billion meaning that coca-cola could be sold for 21 billion i'm just using the hypothetical and you'll be wondering why the 20 billion above the 1 billion that the company is worth is called goodwill the excess for which a client is going to purchase another company um, for up over and above what they are worth is called goodwill in accounting. So bankruptcy is the negative side. Goodwill is the positive. And the reason why I brought this is because um, I've been thinking for a long time and I've been trying to study, but I don't want to go the dictionary way and try to get um names and the importance of names i don't want to make it so um theoretical i don't want to make it so academic i want to look at the spiritual implication of names because there's a spiritual aspect to names because we are spirits as human beings and um for us to actually um, enter into the fullness of who we are. A name is a tag that is given to a human being that makes them either project forward and have a goodwill or retrogress backward and what you call a bankruptcy statement. And if I quickly go to the Bible and I tell you that the, the thing that God gave Adam to do after he created him. He did give him work, but the first thing that he did give him was to tell him to name the animals. And whatever name Adam named them, that is what they were called. 
Now, why will God Almighty that created the heavens and the earth and then he created man to have rulership and dominion over everything before he even gave him the rulership and dominion, he, the things he created, he first of all called man. He said, man, um, I want you to name all these things. Meaning that names are so important. If they weren't important, heaven, to, heaven won't be called heaven, earth will be called earth. There's a reason why heaven is called heaven and earth is called earth. And so God gave Adam an assignment. He said, name the animals and whatever names he named them, that is what they were called. God didn't come and say, I will name them. He said, no, Adam, you name them. And whatever name he called them, that is what they were called. Even after God created Adam and saw that he was alone, he, he put him to sleep and he created a woman. He created another species of man. Man is a species just like, you know, the way you have animals, you have man. Man is also a species. And the species of man, you have the male gender and the female gender. So when we're saying man, we're not talking about male. So God created man and then he created another man out of man, which he called female. And then he called Adam male. He brought the female to Adam to also name. And Adam looked at her and said, wow, this is a refined version of me. And he looked at her and he said, oh, because she's got a womb. This is a womb man. And then, you know, that's the way woman came and he named Eve. You know, so names are so important. It is so important that even after the finished works, the death, burial, resurrection, everything that Jesus went through, the suffering, what God gave Jesus was a name. He gave him a name that is above every other name. In Philippians 2, 9, the Bible says that God gave Christ the name which is above every name. Imagine coming to die. He was Emmanuel, God inside of man. He humbled himself. He came from heaven. And the Bible says that he that is from above is above all. That's Christ. Because he came from heaven. He's the manna that God gave. He's the breath of life. And by the time he was finished with the humiliation, with submitting unto man that he created himself, and he was crucified and he died. After all that, he didn't say God gave him a car, God gave him assets, God gave him kingdoms. No, he said God gave him a name. And the name that is above every other name. When God entered into a covenant, covenant with um, Abraham, and that was the first covenant ever. And then, he, he separated Abraham so that he could create a nation of a, a different set of people that didn't belong to any of the, the, the children that he had created and formed because of sin that Adam fell and all whatnot and the killings and the murder and the bloodsheds. So God was trying to reconcile according to his plan in, in um, Genesis 3.15. 
which is the proto-evangelium, which he says, okay, he's going to restructure man and put make man be man's seed will bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent shall bite his heel, meaning that his son uh, that he's going to send uh, through a woman, born of a woman, legally living on earth, uh, will take back the authority that Adam left, that Adam relinquished. And what happened was that God gave man a new name through Adam. He, he, he started a new covenant with Adam. I'm sorry, with Abraham. And with Abraham, after the covenant, because you had to have a seal that was greater than both parties. He said he searched high, he searched low. He checked in the waters, he checked under the waters, he checked. He checked in the earth and in the heavens. He checked in the deep, in the sea. Ah, But he said, I could not find any greater than myself. He said, so therefore, what I will do is that I will exalt my word above my name. And I'm swearing to you that I will have a covenant with you. That through you, you through you will come a Messiah that will bring man back to his lost glory. And the covenant was fulfilled through Christ Jesus, who is a descendant and direct relation of Abraham as God promised. And when God promised that, he said, okay, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to exalt my word above my name. So he had a name that was exalted, but he had to say, okay, my word is my constitution. It holds me bound. Though I am one that nobody can question or ask anything, but I am going to resolve to do good and to keep to my word. And you can hold me to my word and I'm going to exalt my word above my name. And God brought Jesus from heaven. He said, he that is from above is above all. And Jesus was the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So he sent his constitution, gave it a body form called Jesus. And Jesus came to die for our sins. And then he said, I've exalted. This is my constitution. This is my word above my name. I'm just going to give you a simple analogy with a a story. There was this rich man. He had a son. He was very wealthy very wealthy he had everything he had cattle he had gold he had silver he had all the precious um precious mineral he had everything he had crude oil he had everything and he had just the son he had he had several servants and he had a, a head servant that controlled the other servants and in his will He wrote, he told his lawyer, he said, um, what I want is that when I pass away, that I want my son to inherit or to be able to pick only one thing of everything that I own. If he wants the house, if he wants the land, if he wants the cattle, if he wants the, the horses and the chariots, whatever he says he wants, give it to him, but he can only take one of the property then 
but every other thing now belongs to my chief servant. And so the rich man died and the will was read to the son. And the lawyer of the rich man told the son, he said, you can only pick one thing according to your father's will. And every other thing belongs to the head servant. And he looked at it, said, okay, if I pick the cattle, then I can't have the house. If I pick the house, then I can't have any other thing. Instead, I will pick the servant that owns everything so that everything can belong to me. And then he picked the servant that had been exalted above all. In a name, there's an importance attached to a name. There are importance attached to names. There are names of companies that if we mention, you will see goodwill. You will see good products. Your mind will go to goodness riches. There are some names that we mention and you even want you won't want to talk about it. The name that God gave Jesus is a name that is above all other names. And that was the gift that God gave Jesus. Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. After he resurrected and he ascended. After he died, he was buried. He resurrected into and ascended to heaven. He gave him a name. Yes, he will still rule over the earth with man and be the son of righteousness. But... Now, it's a name that he has been given. It is so important. From where I come from in Nigeria, they keep hammering it into our head. They keep telling us as a part of our upbringing that a name is better than gold and silver. That a good name, not just a name, a good name is better than gold and silver. They always hammer it into us. And say, remember the son of whom you are. The son of who you are. The son of whom you are. And that, that puts you in check so that if you want to do anything untowards, if you want to do anything evil, if you want to go the wrong way, you remember, my parents are not so like so. Our name, we don't drag it in the mud. That even if we do not have much, we're not so rich. We still have a name that is protected. If you look at the royalty all over the world, you find out that before they name their children, they look for greater royals to name their children after. They look for great people that don't have stain or people recognize and respect and regard and they name their children. They name their children after such people to give an impression that they will be greater than that particular person that you thought was great. It was Einstein that said that if we see further, it is because we, are, we stand on the shoulders of giants. If somebody has done something better than you or somebody has gone further 
or somebody has gone ahead of you and you want to go into that business, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just let that person mentor you so that you begin from where the person stopped and you don't get to make the mistakes the person made while trying to get to that height. You could start from scratch. Yes, it will take you a long time before you get to where he attained. But if you climb on his shoulder and you let him mentor you, you are going to skip all the booby traps and you're going to have a name. Why do you think people want to be affiliated to certain companies? Why do you think people want to be mentored by certain people? To inherit a goodwill, to inherit a part of the name, to inherit uh, an attention and a background that you can stand on as a platform that will catapult you and make you do well in a short time. Now, a name is not just something we wake up if we want to name our children. We don't just name them anyhow. We take time. We pray over it. Because the names do affect the the children, affects people. The name that you give to somebody actually defines who they will become in future, in life. And I just want us to take that and um, think about it as as I continue to talk about the names of God. As I continue to speak on the names of God. Because I've been wondering, okay, the names of God, there are many. Everybody knows it. But the truth is, if you check through scriptures, it will tell you that if you know my name, then you can have eternal life. So, is it that all the names that I speak, I don't know. It is possible there's a difference between you saying the name and actually knowing the name. When you speak the name of the person, you might speak it as a novice, as somebody that doesn't know the person or somebody that is far from the person. But when you come into a knowledge of that person, it's a different thing when you talk about that name. God bless you, even as you listen in Jesus' name.